Welcome to the conversation. My name is Benjamin Dixon, host of the Benjamin Dixon Show, and I'm excited to be joined. This, I'm sorry, guys. This this microphone. Let me let me adjust this microphone real quick and start again because it is it is going a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, give me give me thirty seconds here. Sorry. Okay. No worries. There we go. Okay. All right. Welcome to the conversation. My name is Benjamin Dixon, host of the Benjamin Dixon Show, filling in. And I'm excited this evening to be speaking with Inse Ufat. She is the chief executive officer of the New Georgia Project, the organization that is responsible for registering over half a million voters in the state of Georgia leading up to the 2020 election. Inse, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hi, Benjamin. It is always a pleasure to to speak to you and to see what kind of amazing footwear you're wearing. That is, I know that has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but you have the dopest shoe game in the state of Georgia, probably in the country. But let's talk about this election and your work at New Georgia Project. Tell us about the the organization and your work there specifically. Yeah, so the New Georgia Project is a nonpartisan civic engagement organization. We're probably best known for doing large, massive voter registration efforts. To date, again, we registered half a million Georgians of color and young Georgians in all 159 of Georgia's counties. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's voter registration, it's voter education, and it's voter mobilization. Mm-hmm. And at the core of all of that is a sort of bold, aggressive research agenda that so that we, I say, you know, I'm a church girl. I grew up as a church girl, so we study to show ourselves approved. A workman <laughs> who need not be ashamed. I'm sorry, you just said, you just took me back there. But go ahead, tell us more about that research. Like, what are you finding, and and how is that directing your um, your work at the New Georgia Project? Yeah. So one, we learned that. Um, just a clear example. Um, you know, we live in Georgia. We live in the South. Um, there is a legacy of voting rights activism. Um, there's also a legacy of violence uh, being visited upon Black activists and Black people trying to exercise their right to vote. And so there are times that we used to hear people say, and we used to do it ourselves. Your ancestors died for the right to vote. And what we our research shows is that that's not the most effective messaging. That Mm -hmm. when we actually talk to young voters and new voters about the things that they care about and connect the act of voting to that, that that's actually much more likely to get people to register and to actually show up and vote. And so the way that we train our organizers now is that you have twice as many ears as you do mouths. And so we should be listening to people um, and people will tell you what their hopes are for themselves, for their families, for their communities and what their fears are. And so we talk about how voting um, can help build the world that they wanna live in or affect the change that they wanna see. Mm -hmm. 
our research also shows, for example, that the number one issue that young voters, young Georgia voters voted on this year or the way that they evaluated candidates was around racial justice mm-hmm. and what said about it. And it's across race, across gender and across geography that voters under 39 care about racial justice and care about where their candidates stand on those issues. And then our research also shows that all Georgians across race, across age, across geography, the number one issue that they were all voting on was COVID, Mm. coronavirus. Now for women, it was COVID as a healthcare issue, right? Mm. How do I keep myself safe? How to keep my family safe? Right. For men, it is COVID as an economic issue. Uh, massive job losses, the housing issues that are associated with that. But that COVID is on the top of everyone's minds. Well, well, that's that's the research is revealing and it, it really makes sense. It adds up that people are motivated by the things that are uh, important to them uh, economically, politically, financially, all of the above. Um, what kind of impact do you think? And I know it's an obvious question, but I couldn't I couldn't have you on here without directly connecting your work to Georgia turning blue. What kind of impact do you think, uh, political or otherwise, but just even just just the raw registration of half a million people? Um, can you feel that impact that you had on the New Georgia Project had on this election? Uh, I can, I can, we do, and we're really proud of it. Um, Adding half a million people to the voter rolls, expanding the electorate, adding half a million people of color Mm. to the voter rolls, I think is absolutely a part of the equation that has led us to this place where Georgia is America's newest battleground state, Mm. that is America's newest swing state. Donald Trump. President Trump won 71% of the white vote in Georgia and still lost. And so we have been telling people for years now that it is a multiracial, multiethnic, multilingual, progressive majority in Georgia. And that you do not have to get a majority of white voters in order to win. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to chase after this mythical moderate swing voter, white swing voter to bring them back to progressives or bring them back to the Democratic Party. That there are alternative pathways to winning statewide in Georgia. And it's through an energized and activated and registered black electorate. And now all eyes are obviously on Georgia because the balance of the Senate weighs with the election that's coming up, the special election on January 5th between Kelly Leffler and Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock and David Perdue, the Republican against the Democrat John Ossoff in the state of Georgia. It is the epicenter, you are there. What are your feelings around that election in terms of messaging, in terms of what you just got through saying, uh, uh, going after the mythical moderate Republican? Um, I think that uh, we are going to shatter turnout records, turnout like historical turnout records. I think that there's a lot that has been said about um, the sort of structural advantage that Republicans have. Um, And uh, everything that we are seeing indicates that Folks are going to come back and vote again. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's nothing that focuses and sharpens the mind like the credible threat of death 
And we're talking about you know a dozen hospitals that are closing, and many of them in rural parts of the state. And I think that that matters because hospitals are not only places where people have babies, where people go to get well, but they also tend to be the largest employers in a lot of communities. And so the you know Republicans are trying to take away health care in the middle of a pandemic. And folks, we just finished Thanksgiving. Uh, and we're headed into the Christmas holidays. And you know, many of our neighbors are missing loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hits hard and that hits home. And yes. while your vote won't bring them back, um, it's certainly a tool that people are recognizing that they can use to protect themselves, to protect the living. Right, right. Um, it won't bring anyone back, but it definitely will help. Keep other people here, right? And 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 I love the way you phrase that. That there's nothing sharpens your attention and your motivation than the threat of death, and we have been living under that for some time. One of the most fascinating data points that I saw from the exit polling from the 2020 election here in Georgia was the fact that I believe it was 93% of Black progressive youth under the age of 39, 29. I may have the age range wrong, but there was a 93% of young black voters who went out to support Joe Biden. Um, talk about that election and do you fear or have any concern that there could be a drop off? Or are you confident in what you said that there is definitely gonna be an uptick? Um, and do you see any differences in the campaigns in terms of messaging um, and how that might specifically affect that voter turnout that pushed Joe Biden over the edge? Yeah, um, okay, so there will be a drop off, right? Mm-hmm. Like the general election was essentially like three and a half years of campaigning, mm-hmm. right? It's constant messaging and people preparing for that. So that felt like a high watermark. So, and runoffs just by definition, right. um, we will right. see a drop off. But what I'm saying is that the like, 20% that we are used to seeing that I think that we might exceed that um, given the enthusiasm. And, and it's not really enthusiasm, it's resolve. Right. That people are like, I gotta do this, this is important. Um, this is my duty, I'm citizen. this is what I can do to you know jumpstart the economy, protect us. Um, so that's what we're seeing. I think that the 93% of young black voters, uh, again, I think it demonstrates and highlights a sophistication um, in young black voters analysis that like their people weren't wild or excited about President elect uh, Biden. But you know, we are electing somebody to join us in the group chat. That <laughs> you're electing somebody that will, you know, bring this pandemic to a close mm-hmm. and help jumpstart the economy. So right. we've lived through a pandemic, we've lived through a summer of protests, right. and people are over it. Young people are over it. And so they are looking for someone to co-govern. That somebody yeah. will go to DC to do the people's work. And say with the last few seconds that we have, can you tell everyone how to get up with you and answer this question that everyone in Georgia or across the country wants to know, um, how can they help? 
<laughs> so we are having about, uh, we're fielding about a thousand volunteer shifts every day. Uh, so if you go to newgeorgiaproject.org or you go to mobilize.us and look for the New Georgia Project uh, or, or our C4 affiliate, the New Georgia Project Action Fund, you can sign up the phone bank, you can sign up the text message, you can sign up to Canvas, uh, but you can also donate newgeorgiaproject.org forward slash donate that this work Elections are opportunities for us to flex our power, to test yeah. our power. And the work of the New Georgia Project is to build power with communities of color in between elections. And yeah. so you don't register hundreds of thousands of black folks in a place like Georgia if you start after Labor Day. Yeah. Um, so we start, our traditional start date is MLK Day every year. Uh, and we will be back at it uh, in January of 2021. Awesome, awesome. And say Umfat, um, CEO of New Georgia Project, doing so much important work there in Georgia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Benjamin. I appreciate it. Pleasure's ours. Welcome back to the conversation. My name is Benjamin Dixon. Once again, filling in the host of the Benjamin Dixon Show. You can check it out here on YouTube at any time. I am joined by the founder and president of Really American, the Really American Pack, Justin Horowitz. They have made phenomenal advertisements, campaigns, billboards across the country. And right now they're doing a lot of work in the state of Georgia to help turn that state blue for the Senate races. Justin, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me on, Ben. Pleasure is mine. Now, full transparency, I am a senior advisor for the Really American Pack. And you and I, Justin, we've known each other for many years and we've done work together before. And I'm sure we're gonna do even more work together going forward. I want the audience to know that so that they can filter all my questions through that lens. But man, listen, you guys are doing some really great work. First of all, tell us about Really American and the campaign that you have going on in Georgia right now. Well, we're, we're doing a number of things in Georgia. Uh, we're funding local organizers with direct cash grants. Um, we're running ads on TV and digital. And then we're also running a pretty aggressive billboard campaign uh, across the state. We've got some in uh, the Atlanta area in heavy populated um, highway areas. But our big push is gonna be rural Georgia in um, counties that actually went for Trump in numbers uh, 70% and up. Mm. Now, during the general election, you all ran um, a lot of ads on social media. I think you had some ads in Ohio as well uh, on actual uh, television or radio. Um, but you have been putting in a direct challenge, in my best estimation, to uh, organizations like the Lincoln Project. Um, you are a progressive. I can vouch for that, right? You've been in this space for a very long time. Would you just, and I know this is not about the Lincoln Project, but your work really, and the work of Really American, really juxtaposed next to the Lincoln Project. I think it's important for us to briefly have that conversation. What are your thoughts? Well, I think we're a lot more grassroots than the Lincoln Project. Um, we also understand the importance of digital advertising in a way that I don't think um, they necessarily do, or at least they don't divert resources into digital the way we do. Uh, we're not huge on TV advertising. We do go on TV when there's when Facebook is down, like Facebook is down right now. They're not allowing any political advertising. Mm -hmm. um, but we are a somewhat scrappy group of uh, activists and organizers who kind of came together and did this. Whereas they're a kind of top-down organization with donors who give a million dollars. Our average donation is $27. Uh, 
you know, we've got tens of thousands of them. And um, yeah, I guess that's that's the real differentiation. We're, we're very digital focused and we're a collective of organizers. And you're also progressive, right? You're also um, fight for things that we believe in, like Medicare for all, the Green New Deal. Like, really, American as a PAC has an agenda that goes far beyond in terms of what we normally see from these uh, these groups like the Lincoln Project. You all actually are pushing for a progressive agenda in addition to the work that you're doing in Georgia, which we're going to get to um, right now. Um, I want to pull up on the screen. This first billboard that you all have in Georgia in the Atlanta area, and it is it is causing a stir. The billboard itself says Purdue slash Loeffler, Leffler didn't deliver for Trump, don't deliver for them. A little bit of art of war in the technique there. Tell me about the motivation behind that billboard. Well, honestly, everything we're doing here is just telling the truth. The the fact is, Purdue and Loeffler did not deliver a victory for Trump, and Donald Trump will become the only Republican in a generation to lose the state of Georgia if Purdue and Loeffler win. And that will be a serious blow to Trump's movement. So all we're basically saying is that in this rare twist of fate, uh, the hardest core Trump supporters who want to see Trump live on have an interest in Purdue and Loeffler losing. And the only people trying to conceal that are Loeffler. Purdue and Mitch McConnell because they want to destroy Trump but keep his supporters. And frankly, that that presents us with an opportunity to simply tell the truth to Trump supporters. Look, they're trying to take out your guy. Um, they didn't deliver a victory for Trump and now now you shouldn't deliver one for them. And that's, that's what Trump's closest people are saying too. Right. Lynn Wood wouldn't go out there and say these things if Trump didn't want him to. Mm. And that was the thing, like you, you actually were ahead of the curve with this advertising because immediately after your billboards came out, we saw all across Georgia and across the country, quite frankly, Republicans tearing each other apart because of those who are supporting Donald Trump's attempt to take over, re, uh, to uh, an attempted coup, basically, and those who are trying to get back to quote unquote normal. You had the your pulse on the issue, your finger on the pulse, right? You knew that there was going to be a scrap in that breakdown of the of the Republican Party. But why is a progressive organization fueling the flames of a conservative infighting? Well, I don't see it that way. I see it as a as a truth telling mission. And that's what we are on is a truth telling mission. And it's a it's a mission to win this election. And the fact mm. is, Georgia is not a blue state. As much as everybody likes to talk about, oh, Georgia is this blue state. You know, it's it's gone blue once now. I understand that there are a variety of reasons, and that Stacey Abrams really did win that election for governor. But it, it's still a conservative state, and our base and their base will determine the outcome of this election. So, I look at this as a truth-telling mission. Uh, we're there to inform voters of the reality of the situation, and we happen to have a shared interest in this case. Mm. And in full transparency, again, I, I'm asking the questions because I want to have the robust conversation. But uh, I saw the ad, the billboard before you put it up, and and I loved it. So keep doing what you're doing because they definitely have been doing that, um, and even more insidiously to progressives for years. And I'm all about fighting fire with fire, which brings me to the second billboard that I want to pull up on the screen for everyone to see. Um, and this is also now I don't know if this one has been out yet, uh, but this is the newest one saying Purdue and Loeffler, uh, Loeffler got rich 
Georgians got sick. And that resonates with me because of the information that Purdue and Leffler um, traded on, insider information and left Georgians unprotected from the COVID-19. Tell me a little bit about that particular billboard. Well, yeah, that one's pretty straightforward. That's gonna go in populated areas around Atlanta, um, kind of separate from our, our rural strategy. But that's exactly right. These these people are insider traders. Honestly, it's I, at first I thought Kelly Loeffler, you know, it couldn't get much worse than that. And every day we're finding out that David Perdue has basically traded on inside information with companies that his committees have given contracts to. Every committee he has sat on. Um, so yeah, they got filthy rich while they opposed relief for Georgians, and uh, you know now Georgians and Georgian. Uh, small businesses and families are suffering. They they want to take your healthcare away. They want to take. They want to oppose stimulus. It's frankly disgraceful. And the people of Georgia deserve better. Tell everybody a little bit more about Really American in terms of its mission, its goal. Uh, you know the future beyond Georgia, including Georgia. Um, and then I want you to tell them how they can get involved and help out with what you're working on. Sure, so what we started out as was was simple. We were just creating ads on Twitter, um, attack ads against Trump, uh, trying to change the narrative on Twitter, um, make things trend as just a concept. And that has morphed into you know, you know, a lot of success in that area. So we've been able to, what I think is control the narrative or help shape the narrative um, on social media platforms. And I think that's underestimated and, and underutilized amongst Democrats. The Republicans totally understand the power of digital media, social media, and that's where the Democrats don't. So that's kind of how we got started. Um, Moving forward, we have a ton of big plans. We're gonna dive into uh, a little more of the media space, something to counteract um, the disinformation machine that exists on the right. Uh, But we're pretty singularly focused on Georgia for the time being. Uh, These next six weeks will decide uh, the fate of this country in, in no uncertain terms. What's, the, what's some of the feedback that you've gotten in terms of your work, particularly as it pertains to uh, the race in Georgia? Are people excited about your work? Do people feel like um, they can trust your work now, uh, really Americans' work because of the campaign? What, do you, what are you seeing in terms of the people's sentiment towards really American? A lot of it's very positive. The right wing has been vicious. Uh, the Georgia Republican Party has now issued three statements attacking us. Um, the third one attacking me personally, the Georgia GOP chairman mm-hmm. has been attacking me personally on Twitter now. Uh, the Georgia GOP press secretary has issued two statements. Fox News and Breitbart are attacking us is deceitful or manipulative. But if you actually look at the comment sections on Breitbart or Fox News or any of these right wing organizations that attack us, they're largely agreeing with us because, like I said, we are on a truth-telling mission. If that happens to divide them up or have them stay home, that's really not our prerogative. Our prerogative is to tell the truth and see what uh, uh, you know. You know the coalitions we can build. It's an unlikely one, right? It's not right. with people that we thought we'd ever see. We have a shared interest in. Uh, but seeing Purdue and Loeffler lose, they are insiders. They are not part of this movement. They're trying to destroy the president, and it would be. It would really be stupid on our end not to let Georgian voters know the truth. 
<laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, and uh, best wishes to you and everything that you're doing and all the efforts that you all are putting into Georgia to help turn that state blue for real. Um, Justin, tell everyone how they can support you and where they can find out more about Really American. You can go to reallyamerican.com and support you know any of any of the work we're doing. Like I said, we're funding local organizers in Georgia. We're doing TV and digital ads, which are up on our website. And we're erecting uh, over 50 billboards across the state of Georgia. So once again, reallyamerican.com, or if you want to go on uh, uh, Twitter at reallyamerican1. So thanks Absolutely. again. Thanks so much for joining us, Justin Horowitz, founder and president of Really American. Thanks so much for all your work, man. Thank you.